So my sister Renee is meeting with her boss in three hours asking for a race. Now I'm biased, so I believe she deserved that raise two years ago. Heck, three years ago. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But the point is, she, who I'm so proud of just in life as a beautiful woman, is meeting with her boss in a few hours, asking for this money. Um, It's impossible for me to not want to pray over that situation. And I would even propose we declare over that situation see we don't get chances to be charismatic christians in the pandemic like we don't really get those rhythms because there's an a fog machine nearby but it doesn't matter as long as there's money involved we're gonna get this money in jesus name and that's my declaration over renee we're gonna get this money in jesus name and what i love about her is renee knows how to deal so whatever like paycheck Renee is receiving right now, she is going to use it to live a happy, wonderful life with great people, a really loving boyfriend, parents who have their moments. Yeah. So Renee is fine. So when I increase her salary by 20%, she has not increased her happiness by 20%. And I really want to like explain that. Um, And I would also propose, with all due respect to the joke I made about charismatic Christians, God's favor over her life will not increase by 20%. Income, poverty, these things are simply about cash. I would like Renee to have more cash. Why? Because cash is a very useful resource in my life and other people's lives and more opportunities to have a resource in your arsenal that can make a positive difference in your life and the lives of people around you, people you know, people you don't care about, organizations you care about, institutions you care about. And if you can be trusted with those resources, which I believe that anyone listening to this podcast can be trusted with those resources. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to say, let's get you some more money in Jesus' name. Here's what I mean. I would trust... A million dollars. I don't care who you are listening to this. I would trust a million dollars in your hands better than I would trust Jared Kushner. Of course, right? First of all, you're listening to this podcast, which means you've got time and you've got just a heart to understand if not me better, just stories better or ideas better. That searching, that curiosity is exactly how we think about our money. What does this mean? What is this good for? Why does this matter? You should be thinking about your income the exact same way you listen to your favorite podcast or your favorite song. How is this making a difference? And there is a correlation between having resources and making an impact. Now, when I pray over Renee, I do so 
from a sense of protection. I do so from a place that I do believe workers are exploited and Renee clearly has been exploited by her positions. You are speaking with someone who has been a dues-paying member of the Democratic Socialist of America for two weeks, so I have to give them a shout-out. Please stop sending me emails. I can only be angry so many times a day. But that's not the point. The point is, Renee has been exploited by her employers. Full stop. I don't care what she does. I don't care how much she makes. She has been. She's been giving the video. This is a retroactive raise. Which is to say, she's not even making any more money. She's not adding any more value. We need to get to the prayer. See, I want to get to the prayer. I want to get to the prayer. I want to get to the prayer part. Um, it's important to not wish more money for people without really wanting to give a certain charge to them too, which is I don't want to have a million dollars. I want to have a million dollars to give away. That's it. I don't want Renee to get a 20% raise today. I want her to give away 20% more than she does right now. I want our orientation. I want my orientation. This is my prayer to myself. Robert, how do you just free yourself of any security that you can see on wellsfargo.com? How can I free myself of any sense of future security whenever I open TIAA or Fidelity? You've got to let that go. You've got to let that go. Why? There's too much need right now. There's too many places where I need to be plugged into to say, yes, of course I should be here. Of course I'm the Maribel Diaz in the situation. I've got a solution. And I think as I empty out doubt, self-loathing, entitlement, I want to receive focus, intention, purpose, compassion, and resource. This is my prayer for myself. This is my prayer for you. This is my prayer for my sister. We just reject any trauma, really well-deserved, justified, no one's holding against you trauma that comes from poverty PTSD. And getting a raise, I promise you, will never erase that. But what getting more money can do is signal to the universe. In my faith tradition, I would use um, the language, it will signal to God that all of God's resources can be funneled through me because they are not going to stop with me. Here's an example. Carmelo Anthony, New York Knicks. He was also a nugget. And I guess last season he played for the Portland Trailblazers. It's not the point of what we're trying to say. In sports radio, we have a way of talking about Carmelo Anthony. 
and how we talk about Carmelo Anthony is that he is a, in quotes, ball stopper. And a ball stopper is when you have five players on a basketball court and you're running a play and you pass to the player on the wing and then you pass back to the point guard and the point guard passes to Carmelo Anthony. That is 90% of the time the last pass. He is a ball stopper. That is where the ball ends. Because he's going to take a shot, or he's going to dribble for 10 seconds, or he's going to get fouled. The point is, the play ends when Carmelo Anthony gets the ball. Carmelo Anthony is a successful basketball player. And I think for you, as it relates to our money, if our money ends with us, that doesn't mean we can't do bad things with it or are going to do bad things with it. I do believe that people have really incredible principles, strategies, insights about money that if you give them a million dollars, they're going to do some really powerful things with it. But at the end of the day, if your powerful things ended with you, you're Carmelo Anthony. You're a ball stopper. And that isn't the players that we really celebrate. We think about LeBron James at 36, winning another NBA championship, leading the league in assists for the first time. Because the greatness of LeBron James is that he is not a ball stopper. He is the facilitator of everyone's greatness around him on the basketball court. Oh, this is my prayer for myself. If we could think of our money, our resources, our time, our love, our compassion, our capacity for these things. To not say, Robert, how do I care about myself? Robert, how do I learn about myself? Robert, how do I just enrich myself? Robert, how do I consume? How do I say, no, Robert, I'm not going to use my compassion in a ball-stopping way. I'm going to let it go. Robert, I'm not going to use my resources in a ball-stopping way. I'm going to let it go. Robert, I'm going to use my intellect not just to improve my own sense of what I think life should be. It's going to be, no, here's how I plug in with compassion, with resources, in collaboration with people that I trust and can be led by and taught by to make a difference. So that's my prayer for myself, that's my prayer for my sister. Renee needs to get this right. She is underpaid. She is an exploited worker. And I don't want her to receive well-deserved financial resource and think this needs to be buried because I know I'm not going to get another raise again. That fear has nothing to do with this conversation because... God's plan for my sister's money is too powerful for her fear. Which is why the only way to get rid of poverty PTSD is not to wait until you get more. It's not. Because because you'll always find a reason that you don't have enough to give until you start giving. I'm making a game time decision on the fly if I want to talk about something on this podcast. Um, yeah, when in doubt, let's just do it. There's one of my favorite 
moments of the summer in YouTube church is I'm sitting in my chair, strolling through the right streams. I'm really just trying to see who's going to sing my song, Build My Life, which is, you know, the spiritual song over my soul at any given situation. No one's singing it. I'm just going through all the streams. I stop at Bethel Church in Redding, California, which is a pretty powerful um, church in my denomination, for better or for worse. But I mean, I've seen, listened to their teachings, I've listened to their worship songs, but I've never actually sat through just a regular, ordinary, I'm a person in the seat service. Services run the same. You start with music, you go to announcements, someone asks for the tithe and offering. And apparently, I did not know this, Bethel Church in Redding, California has something called offering readings, which I'm familiar with. Um, the church that I give my temple tax to, which sounds like a hostile way of saying that. I tithe to this church. I'm not hostile anymore. Um, we say, God, you are the source of all we have. Freely we have received, freely we give. Amen. That's it. We say that every week. Simple. Bethel Church in Redding, California is a little different. And their offering readings are doozies. And on this particular week, I was listening to YouTube Church from Bethel Church in Redding, California. They were doing offering reading number one. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for Jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in, the mail, gifts, surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow. There's a lot there. It's really vital to note that prayer is both so universal in that everyone does it. If you've listened to this podcast, you've said a prayer once in your life before. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell your priest. You don't have to tell no priest. You don't have to tell your annual um, convening of the humanist of America. Like, it's no question. No question. Everyone prays, and yet at the same time, we do understand that every person has their own perception of what they're praying to, or who they're praying to. No question. I am shocked at how brazen this church's understanding of the God they believe they are praying to is. They believe that there is a direct correlation to finding $10 on the street, and that is 10% more dollared favor for the people 
of Bethel Church in Redding, California. Unbelievable. And I am challenged by this prayer in one regard. There is a spiritual dynamic to your money that they acknowledge and they can acknowledge very forthrightly. And so when my church says freely, we have received freely, we give, we're talking about nebulous concepts and applying them to money in this case, because we are asking for the tithe. We could just said all of our income, we have been freely given all of our income. We now give. Yeah, it's less poetic. But technically, in context, that's what we're proposing. Bethel's not making his guess. Which I respect. And I don't want to critique anyone corporately, because I think this is probably concepts that they think through and talk through and preach through, so... Me as an outsider, I cannot put this in context. I can only just take the invitation of prayer, which is how does it how does it kind of inspire me in my relationship to God and how I believe that my prayers are for? And this is how it connects to me. There are moments in life I know I hold back from giving as I should because I can't imagine me actually being the person that gives it away. And it is also true that I believe, Robert, there is a limit to how much more you imagine God can give you in your life. And I think that's equally problematic because as our beautiful parents taught us. My parents were the cheapest people I've ever met in my life. They not even they didn't listen to their own advice, but they did teach us something very positive. God's got money. And Bethel prayer offering reading number 1 explains that in every possible avenue that applies to an American capitalist economic society. God's got money. So why would we not imagine my little sister gets access to some of that money? Why would I imagine me, my church, you listening, don't get, God's got money. God's not broke. God's just giving it away. It can go to Jared Kushner. It could go to you. The point is, we're going to pray over my little sister. We're going to pray over my little sister because um, I don't want to pray Bethel offering reading number one over her. I really don't. I want to pray, though, that her awareness and my awareness and all of our awareness, um, that we are the best solution to every room we're ever in. I really believe that. And we, we bring love. We bring compassion we bring insight we bring intelligence we bring operational ability we bring financial resources this is what we train for because we understand that in our plugging in we're actually just reflecting just the blessing the favor 
the subsidized nature of our life, which is that we've got too much to give. We've got too much to share. We don't look inward. We're looking outward and we're looking outward with real purpose and power. So all this to say, Renee, we love you. You are loved. You are loved entirely as much in this moment as you will ever be loved at any other time in your life. Nothing has to change. The only changes in your life will come as you grow in confidence that where you are in life is such a blessing to the people around you. You are a blessing to your job. You are a blessing to your church. You are a blessing to me. You are a blessing to your family. These are the facts. And so we pray and just receive. You're going to get an incredible raise today because you have proven that you can be trusted with God's money. So continue to be entrusted with this money. Continue to receive God's gifts without apology. Continue to share God's gifts without apology. Continue to imagine God's gifts for you are better than the gifts you would get yourself. For three reasons. This is fun for a heavenly father to look at their kids and say, look at that smile. It's fun. It's fun. Two, we understand that you can be trusted. And three, we always want to pray and expect more so that our curiosity to continue to expect more increases. God, reimagine and reorient what's possible in her life. Always kind of recalibrate. This is the nature of what life feels like to me. And what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong about how much I can make? What if I'm wrong about how much I can get? What if I'm wrong about who I can be a part of today? And who I can be today. So in your blessing, you are reorienting what's possible. And it's all possible in your name. Amen. So this is just a fun fact. The little scene in Avengers when they just show up after the credits and they give you like a little nugget. When I saw Bethel services and that's why I heard Bethel prayer number one, I thought, wow, that is quite interesting. And it really blew my mind. The next day I get an email from my boss's boss saying, Hey, thank you for all your work this year. You've been approved for a race. So I thought back to Bethel offering prayer number one. And I thought, was that a coincidence? <laughs>